I knew one day I was going to be on that stage. It just had to be with all the rest of the country singers and musicians. And I finally made it in 1956. So it's not hard for me to accept anyone's music if I really enjoy it. The country music is music with a lot of class and a lot of soul. And of course, it's just ordinary stories told by ordinary people, and sometimes in an extraordinary way. You're listening to Three Chords and the Truth, the ultimate podcast for country music fans. Hosted by Elijah and Anna Lale, we're digging up the stories behind America's biggest country music legends. Hello and welcome back to the Three Chords and the Truth podcast. My name is Anna. And this is Elijah. And today we are going to be doing an album review of Ernest's Two Dozen Roses. So is it Flower Shops or is it Two Dozen Roses? It's It's Flower Shops, the album, Two Dozen Roses edition, basically, I guess. Yeah. Kind of confuses me. I wish it had one name, but yeah. that's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, whatever you want to call it, we're going to review it today. And I think, I don't, do we have any podcast news this week? Do we have anything? Um, so the uh, Carter family will be a little bit later than we had originally planned. It's just been a crazy week these last couple of weeks. So we haven't been able to be getting stuff out as timely as we want to. But it is coming. It'll be here soon. So hopefully tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah. We'll... We'll see what we're up to. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So for anyone that hasn't heard of Ernest, essentially he's just a love child between George Jones, Brad Paisley, and John Daly, the golfer, and Keith Whitley. That's just the best way to describe him. That's a party I'd go to. That's what I'm saying. He, right. he's, got, he's got the humor. He's <laughs> got the, the heartfelt lyrics. He's got the heavy hitters. He's got the good voice. And basically, he's just John Daly's son. I mean, you just look up pictures of them two or listen to their podcast together, and it's just it's just gold. Yeah, so they should be best friends, or they are they best friends? That's hilarious. Really? It's a good well, one. I, it's funny you said George Jones and Brad Paisley because I I talk about both of them in my notes. I, I mentioned See? both of them, exactly. so you're I totally agree. So just pretty much to give you a brief little overview of who Ernest is before we dive into the actual album review. So he's. First off, best friends with Morgan Wallen and Hardy. So he's got that going for him. They're basically the big trio in Nashville right now when it comes to writing songs, making music, and everything. So that's wonderful. You can definitely see how they help each other out, really kind of help grow each other's popularity. Brands write for each other a lot. So there's it's just a really cool thing to kind of see that. But otherwise, he's also pretty much the most popular songwriter that you might not just immediately recognize unless you're really looking into these kinds of things. So, just even last year in 2022, Ernest was the number one songwriter in Nashville. He had the most number ones out of any other songwriter in Nashville. Um, he's written a ton of just popular radio songs that you might have heard of. Um, songs like You Proof by Morgan Wallen, uh, Big Big Plans, Son of a Sinner by Jelly Roll that just went number one a few weeks ago. And that's a really funny story. Um, so, Ernest pretty much talks about, on one of the podcasts he was on here recently, that um, he just showed up at Jelly Roll's house, drunk in like camo shorts and a button-down shirt. He was just like, "Hey Jelly, can I come over?" And Jelly Roll was like, "Yeah, why not?" And he showed up, and he was like, "You got a guitar I can use?" And he was like, "Yeah, here you go." And then Ernest played him "Son of a Sinner," and Jelly Roll recorded it thankfully because Ernest did not even remember going over there. So, <laughs> and that That's song hilarious. just went number one. So that just goes to show. <laughs> 
how good of a songwriter he is. It comes natural to him. Exactly. He wrote Breaking Up in the 90s, that Sam Hunt sang, uh, you know, just a lot of big popular kind of songs like that. A lot of pop co. Exactly. A lot of pop country that he had a hand in. And just a cool little note here is that he's wrote the title track for every one of Morgan Wallen's albums so far. So every album huh. name Ernest has wrote That's interesting. or co-wrote the song on. That's interesting. Um, so basically, Ernest, he uh, was adopted and was raised by a preacher and started his music career as a rapper back in the day. Nashville getting kind of little local. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just like kind of little local things like that, but... Never really tell you. you can look it up on SoundCloud and stuff like that and hear some of the older raps and I mean it's really not that bad. It's just country's definitely where he belongs. And he really started writing country after he met his wife and then her father, who was also a successful songwriter a couple decades ago. And that's kind of when he started to get a little bit more into it. And I think it's Ernest has a really, really cool way of writing. I've heard him talk about it in his podcast and you can really, really see it shine through in a lot of these songs that a lot of times he'll write a country song as a rap or at mm-hmm. least a second verse will be more like a rap hmm. and then he'll slow it down and oh i can like you proof mm-hmm. that second verse definitely sounds like a rap that's and, i can totally see that and obviously i, I want to bring it up and i'm sure we will but in his song classic i mean you can easily tell like it, it just flows so well like a rap and i think that's one reason I'm such a big fan of Ernest's music because I think his songwriting does just have such a good flow to it mm-hmm. that it really just kind of runs runs together in a good smooth way. Yeah, you've definitely been a bigger fan of him um, for longer. I I only knew of him. I know I had listened to Locals Only a few years ago, and I think I gave it a listen, and, and then it was a listen and quit it kind of thing. I, I don't think I really got into it. Um, but it really wasn't till flower shops that he got my attention. Um, right. And it seems like that's when his, I mean, obviously he's had success in Nashville from everything you just said as a songwriter. But as far as just himself at, at the charts, I feel like this is kind of his, his debut. Yeah. Way. And that's how I feel too. Cause I think it's about kind of the same for me. Flower Shops is really, whenever he released that single with Morgan Wallen, that's really what kind of put him on the map for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong, but I feel like I did give Locals Only a try back then, and it, it was just a little too pop for me. Yeah. And so just kind of my own personal story of how I started listening to Flower Shops. So Flower Shops itself, the album, was originally just 11 songs that was released in early 2022. And then just last Friday, he had released Two Dozen Roses, which is basically Flower Shops with a few more songs added on to kind of make it like a double album. Um, But anyway, pretty much when I first started listening to Ernest as a whole and Flower Shops, I went to work one morning. It was a good snowy morning. It was kind of a chill day at work. And I saw the album come out. And truthfully, I was just kind of at a point where I was just getting a little burnt out on just kind of modern country, so to say, really. And... I was like, well, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I don't have anything mm-hmm. better to do. And as soon as I turned it on, that intro to Sucker for a Small Town, I was like, oh, wow, this is different. And even though Sucker for a Small Town has such a, like, basic kind of a title, so to say, I mean, that song immediately hooked me into that album. It went on to become my second most played album of all of 2022. Um, like, I think... Every single song on that album was in my top 25 most played songs of the year. 
that is one of the very few albums I can turn on and just listen to over and over and over and over again. I hate that, um, I feel like I'm kind of a broken record. This is kind of how I was with Hardy too, where it's like, I have all respect for it. It's just not what I listen to on my mm-hmm. regular basis. So um, when one of my one of my big artists releases an album, which I, I know Dolly's going to be doing one this year, I think I'll I will be fangirling as much as you are, but um, but this is one. It's just I just feel in the middle yeah. about, and, and so I mean, I, that's just... how I felt. That was my first impression. Was I I really really liked it, but it, I knew it was like. Just don't know. This wasn't this your is, thing, right? Yeah, just full transparency. I mean, I am an absolute earnest stan. I mean, I'm gonna take up <laughs> for that man, like no matter what. I mean, that I love him. I love his music. I love what he does. And so, this is gonna be a completely biased review. I'm gonna try <laughs> my best to just like admit a little bit of my bias. But I mean, at the same time, I don't really feel like it's a true biased review because. It's not like I've been an Ernest fan for years and years and years. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This is that new. album is what got me into him and what got me to love him so much. Right. And so I think that's just kind of, kind of the way to kind of take it. So it's like, I'm such a big fan of Ernest because of this album. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to review the album. Yeah. So highly as a whole. Yeah, I wouldn't but. say that's a bias. So, uh, yeah, that's true. We're going to be doing this a little bit differently than we did the Hardy album review. So we decided that going song by song was just a little bit laborious. So we've decided we we have we made this little template that we're going to use for every album review and basically it's kind of like some some questions that we're going to ask ourselves with each album and I think this actually kind of takes away that bias a little bit cuz it forces us to put every album in the same um template yeah I think it makes our comparisons better, I guess. So our categories are favorite song, least favorite song, song that made you laugh, song that made you cry or want to, best song title, song that just doesn't belong. And then there's the next category. So those are all like song-related questions. And then the album section is what we think of the album cover, album themes, is it cohesive or not, How's it charting right now? And just our overall rating. So I think we can just hop right into that. So, all right. What was your favorite song? So my favorite song, which ended up being my most played song of all of last year, 2022, was Feet Wanna Run. Literally anytime that song comes on, I will never skip it. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. I love the sound of the song. Sonically, it's just so good. The production is really good. I think Ernest's voice just sounds so smooth on it. I think that's really just the best way to describe the song. Is it's just like a very smooth song. Mm. I think it's one of those songs where you can kind of see that that rapper flow almost kind of come through in a way to where it, like I said, just flows really, really well. I think there's just a lot of really, really good steel. And, um, I mean, just lyrically, I think it's just a very interesting breakup song, really. Mm-hmm. I don't relate to it necessarily. Like, you know, the, pretty much the whole premise of the song is is that the character in the album is having a really hard time because his heart wants to stay with the girl, mm-hmm. but his feet want to run. One of my favorite lyrics in it is, there's two things I don't like, change and how things are. I just think that is such a dang good line. Hmm. Because yeah, that is good. That just goes to show just 
It hits the, different when you're like, just read it that way. This song proves that this man was very brave to have the word feet in the title. <laughs> um, in today's climate, the kids nowadays, they are so weird about feet. They are weird about feet. They, for call, whatever, them, for they call them the dogs. Reason. It's brutal out here. I feel like I feel like feet is like a derogatory term at this point. So kudos to him. <laughs> well, my favorite song, I mean, call me basic, but it's Flower Chops for sure. From the first time I heard this song, and I could listen to it right now, and I love it. I, I think it's an instant classic. But I think that the fact that that's my favorite song proves something. I think... What it part of the reason that I just it was like every time I would sit down to this album, I could only take it a couple songs at a time, like two or three songs at a time. And I think what it is, his voice is just a little bit monotone to me. I think that's Hmm. what it is. It's like it's not a bad thing, like he has a beautiful voice, but it it's just I don't know how to describe it, but just kind of monotone. So when Morgan comes in and it's like my ear goes, ooh, <laughs> so it's, it's Mr. Wallen, you know, I, I mean, but even Morgan Wallen, I don't really ever listen to his album from beginning to end because his voice starts to get on my nerves. So I'm, I'm just really picky about country voices. About I think. male voices. Is about it is. what it? Male voices. Male voice. No, it is. It's true. It's, I think I... I don't think I'm quite as strict with female voices, but I don't know though. I I still it's it's it just depends. But anyway, I well, I, mean, I think that's fair. I I disagree with you. I, I mean, think that's I think... why I just get bored. It, it's like I really need the lyrics in front of me because he's such a good songwriter, and I really want to ingest the lyrics. But I tend to just kind of like I just start to tune out. I just yeah. start. See, to, like I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously that's your opinion. You're entitled to that, but I mean, I disagree with every single thing on that. Like. I, I think his voice is just very smooth, very unique. It's just very polished, so to say, and it's not like an auto-tune-ish kind of sound either. I agree with all that. And yeah, I, think, I mean, it, it is it is a, a very, very nice, uh, polished without being polished is mm-hmm. a great way to put it. But um, but it's fine. just That's... a little boring to me. But um, Agree or disagree? I think that Flower Shops is going to be one of those songs that you just hear for a very, very long time. I think we're going to be hearing it on the radio for years to come. And um, and like I said, I, I didn't even... That song really introduced me to him. So, um, so, yeah. I mean, it was hard to pick a favorite because there were, there were some that were competitors. But um, Tennessee Queen was definitely up there. I love that song. And this fire was up there. That's a good one. But there was just flower shops was by yeah. far. And just kind of what I have wrote down on flower shops is, I mean that, just like we talked about just a few minutes ago. I mean that song was really what put Ernest on the map for so many of us because, like you might have heard like little whispers of him here and there, but that was really his first big song. And then having Morgan Wallen on it was a genius idea. Because, oh yeah, definitely. I mean Morgan's the king He's of country like right now. Buzzy like, and yeah. like yeah. And so I mean, and I think. That really just has that. That's where I came in with the George Jones mm-hmm. angle because I mean that is a sad traditional country song, and I know that Ernest talked about getting the idea from it was him and uh, Ben Burgess, I believe, were listening to um, George Jones. It's been a good year for the Roses, and so obviously that's the inspiration there. 
But I mean, once again, just when it comes to just a good, true, sad country song, mm-hmm. like it's got it. I mean, especially the line whenever Morgan first comes on and says, I took some pills and she took the dog. It's like you hear yeah. that and you're like, dang. Like that's that's good. That's, yeah. That stabs deep. I, I think that I also, uh, you're going to hear me say this again, but I, I just can't help but not feel sorry for him. So like when like when I listen to flower shops, I just feel for the girl. Like I'm I relate to her, and I mean not to the point that they're talking, but like I've definitely been that girl. I've definitely been in the relationship where I'm like, you have got to straighten up. Like you have got to stop. You know this and this and this, and then it's like, it, but it gets to a point like no amount of flowers is gonna <laughs> cut it. Like it's just not. But that's what I like about it is because that's clearly the side they're singing from. Is I know I'm 100% in the wrong. Yeah, I can also I I can also relate to I I think, okay, I just realized this. The reason I like this song is I know what this day feels like. The day where you fought, had a huge fight, and then it's like the next morning and things are just silent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, he better do something real good. Yeah. <laughs> like he better really come through. And and just like the way that like post-fight feels and then, you know, on both sides. So, it, so yeah, I think that's why I love it is... It, it's a very visual song just in the visual words he uses, but and also just the, I know what that day feels like. I know what that fight feels like. Mm-hmm. So the next category, least favorite song, what'd you have there? Miss That Girl. That's fair. I That's okay. absolutely hate that song. I wish, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I think it's, it sounds like something from Sesame Street to me. I'm just not into it. I just I do not like that the album ends with that. I think I think it would have been beautiful and perfect if he would have ended with Unhang the Moon mm-hmm. because and I agree. it 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 like completes the thought, you know? Yeah. I mean it it just and then it's like so it's like this beautiful song and then it's just like I don't want to miss that girl. Oh my gosh, it just it makes me cringe every time I hear it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The chorus I think redeems it a little bit, yeah. but it def- oh, that's I'm- exact i mean that's not my, i didn't have that as my least favorite um but yes i completely agree with you and truthfully like if i'm wanting to introduce my friends to Ernest, which i have before that is not a song i'm going to show them <laughs> no, but i agree i think the chorus is what saves it because i find but it's kind of a two sides of a coin i feel like i have to sit through the kind of repetitive nursery rhyme to get to the good chorus. I feel mm-hmm. like the chorus is really good. It's catchy. It's fun to really sing along to. And then you get to just kind of the... So it, I didn't have that as my least favorite, but I'd, I'd say it might be on my second, yeah. honestly. Well, I had it as my least favorite, and this is kind of a hot take. I mean, I've not really looked up other people's opinions, but I had heartache in my 100 proof. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I feel like it's a it's a pretty good song in and of itself. I think it's a pretty fun song to sing along with and stuff like that. But I feel like, as a whole on the album, it just doesn't really fit. Mm-hmm. And once we get to the reviews and everything, I, I'll break this up a little bit more. But I just feel like that song, like I said, like it's fun, but it really just just didn't stick out to me a whole lot. I thought it was kind of a funnier kind of song and the the way the production is and everything. I think it, it's a catchy song and Ernest's voice is, is 
you know, like a deeper sound mm-hmm. than what he usually goes for. And I think it sounds really good. Um, I think the production is pretty fun, but it, it's just, like I said, it just kind of feels a little out of place, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I didn't really, I, I put um, that I'm getting really bored with that. <laughs> that was the point i was like i was starting to get bored listening to the album all the way through but once i got to that song literally all i had to say was like i'm just bored like please i I, yeah that's a skip um i think that it sounds like a george Strait song and i I think a lot of times he kind of has a george Strait sound like what have i got to lose Mm. and so it sounded like it could come off of honky tonk time machine what about the song that made you laugh Drunk with my friends. Yeah, that's exactly what I had too. Yeah, I, it was it was tough. I also thought that anything but sober is funny too. Yeah, but um, but drunk with my friends, I, I just I like that song a lot. I think it's, it's hilarious because it has the, um, it kind of it has like the Charlie Brown wah 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 wah. Whenever like his wife's supposed to be talking, and I think that's just kind of a funny little thing. And um, it also has like the SpongeBob. I know three, three days, days later. later. That's so funny. So I thought well, that was funny, and then just even. It reminded me a lot of Brad Paisley's I'm That's Gonna exactly Miss Her. That's exactly what I put. Yeah, so, I said the same thing. Well, I think it's another song, though, where I'm just like, girl, break up with him. Like, if he, if you were just a Charlie Brown voice to him, like, cut that off. That's just, it needs to be over. Well, see, like, the thing that's funny about that, too, is, like, Ernest and his wife have, like, an incredible yeah. marriage. Just, like, <laughs> they've been married over five years. They've got a good kid together. Like, you watch stuff with them. I mean, like. They're a wonderful couple. They really are. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of one reason why I think the song is so funny. Like, I feel like Ernest definitely has these moments. Like, you listen to this podcast. He's got these moments. But, like, she sticks it out with him. Like, she's there with him. And, yeah. And I feel well, like Well, I just mean from the perspective of the song. The characters the in the characters song. The characters in the song. That girl needs to break up with that guy. If you were that girl, if you relate to the girl, break up with him. That's, that's my advice thing, of the day. One thing I've got, too, is... Um, if anybody knows me and my kind of country taste, I despise talking slash singing songs. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Hunt's song makes me want to put my head through a wall. I don't even know the name of it. That's how much I dislike it. <laughs> but I found my. I, I thought it was interesting that I, I liked this song so much. But I think, honestly, what it comes down to is there's no pop. Mm-hmm. Because I think that Sam Smith or Sam Hunt's Well, like you say, it's Brad Paisley-ish. Yes, he does stuff like that too. I think the same hunts it, it picks up that kind of auto tune, that little pop. How he's just trying to be slick and cool. It's, it's funnier, like you said. It's much more Brad Paisley esque. What about the song that made you cry, or want to? Uh, so this is kind of a weird choice. This fire, because I really love this song. Like I said, it was almost my favorite. Um, it sounds like a church song to me. Yeah, very gospel. And when he gets, yeah, gospel. When he gets to that chorus, he like switches it up. It's like it, it really takes a turn. It's like a hymn. Mm-hmm. It moves me. It, like it really <laughs> makes me feel like a gospel song where I'm like, whoo, come on now. Like I, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm at church. Like I'm ready to stand up and like, I mean, it is not a gospel song, but it just like, yeah, it, has that. it has that feel. And so, yeah, of all the, I know that there's some like heartbreak songs and stuff. And I thought about saying flower shops, but Really, the one when I say songs that made me cry, like obviously it didn't make me cry, and it didn't really make me like sad, but it moved me, like it makes me feel emotion, mm-hmm. the way the other songs don't. Yeah, I think that's that's a good one. So if if you listen to the album through to through, basically, kind of what we've figured out is the original flower shops portion. It's about 
the guy with his girl, and he eventually ends up losing his girl. And then by the time the Two Dozen Roses portion comes on, he finds another girl that's more wild than him. Yeah. And she ends up leaving him. This is so a he, discovery we made sitting on the couch listening to it yeah, together. We <laughs> That he ends up um, basically just getting a taste of his own medicine. Yeah. But um, probably should have said that at the beginning of the podcast, but hey, you made it this far. So, right. Good job. Um, but with this fire, I pretty much just have it that this is kind of a, a point in the album with it being the very first song on from the Two Dozen Roses portion. That he's kind of taking a step back to recognize his alcoholism and how it's pretty much done nothing but burn bridges around him. Um, and then, yeah, I think it has a ton of gospel influences. I think it kind of shows his background growing up um, with his adoptive father being a pastor, um, growing up with just the, the Christian roots like that and the music, music that he was raised around, really. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a really, really cool production and everything like that and i think it's a really good song yeah my choice for song that made me want to cry or want to um was flower shops pretty much all the reasons i said just a little bit ago whenever mm-hmm. you had it as your favorite song i think that is just a good classic traditional just heartbreak song so that's yeah. why i have it yeah good choice well, what's your favorite song title mine was hill mm. uh, that's kind of hmm. just a one a one line thing but i mean the first time i heard that song you know i was really excited i was like all right cool let's let's see what the new songs are about here and whenever hill came on i was listening to it and whenever and basically the song he's talking about um moving into a new house with his woman it kind of revisits the idea of the song tennessee queen just a very beautifully produced song and he basically just describes the house on the hill that they now share and he kind of gives details about the year it was built the garden they're going to plant the tire swing in the background the fields he's going to drive in and um just how how grateful he is to have her and the kind of love that they have where it makes you want to paint a better in blue and pink but the chorus is whenever he's singing about her and about the house on the hill he says that's the hill i could die on and that just really took me by surprise with a song by the name hill that just you know kind of was just one of those you didn't really expect because i remember hearing that being like dang that is good because i felt the same way about you it's like Mm -hmm. i mean you're the hill I would die on. Wherever we end up, wherever our life takes us, like you're my home, you're you're it. And so I just that's thought so that was sweet. a really, really cool line. That's, that's exactly what I said, too. The the line, planting roots down, picking first names, that's the dream girl, that's the end game. That uh, First of all, I love his voice on that little line. Like I, I just like it sonically. But the lyrics, too, it just really makes me think of you. No. I, I feel like that's exactly what, we, what we're doing, and it's... Such a special thing to find your hill you want to die on. Yeah. So what about your favorite song title? It's got to be Tennessee Queen. That's um, a great song. I, Absolutely phenomenal. I really like the title because it's just caught my attention from, from like, just the first time I read it. I thought, ooh, Tennessee Queen. Like, I want somebody to call me that. That's, I yeah. don't know. That's just, like, there's just something kind of kind of sexy about it. I don't know. I just, and it's also just, like, um, it's flattering in like a southern way. Does it make sense? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I, I don't know. It just makes me think of. Oh, here's what it makes me imagine, like this like kind of pageanty kind of look, but it's just in his heart. Like it's she's not like this pageant queen, Miss Tennessee. You know, for all of Tennessee, but she is his. Tennessee Queen, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I just, I really like that. But then just the song itself, it took me, I, I actually listened to it. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. 
I listened to it a bunch of times before I noticed all the Elvis references. Really? Like I noticed the Graceland, but I thought it was just because it's in Tennessee. But then There's when a ton he said of Elvis blue suede shoes, then I was like, wait a minute, is this all about? And then once I started paying attention, see that's the thing. It's like, ooh, it's that his voice like hypnotizes me. Like something in his voice, like <laughs> it's like a. It's like a hypnosis kind of thing. And I stop listening to the words and I just, I'm just, I'm just listening. You're just chilling you know? in the moment. Yeah. It's like radio listening for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think Tennessee Queen's an incredible song. I thought it was pretty interesting that both our favorite song titles came from songs that are very similar. That's true. And, yeah. Uh, concept kind of wise the and everything. And yeah, I think the Elvis references are incredible. I mean, he compares. Basically compares this house that he had to take a loan out from the bank, and he's like, you know, it's, it's not much, but but it's ours, and we're gonna, you know, this is our little Graceland in the woods, and I can be your Elvis, honey, and you can be my Tennessee queen, and I agree. I just think it's a it's a really cool title. It's a very, it's kind of like a really cool, sly, like smooth Southern way. Yeah, of, yeah. Of you know, just a cool nickname. Flirting with your woman. Yeah. I don't know. And then what about your song that doesn't belong? I gotta repeat, miss, <laughs> miss that girl. It just don't belong. It just, it it's just gotta go. And I, I put heartache in my hundred proof. I felt like that was once again. I think it's a good song. I just feel like it's a little too honky tonk for the album itself. Yeah. And so yeah, pretty much all the same reasons I said before. Right. So now, what about your rating for the album cover? Um. Oh, I didn't give a rating, but I would say 10 out of 10. It was yes. it was really great. I, I think that it embodies the visual so perfectly. And um, I do wish... So I wish that this album would have been like a heart and soul kind of thing with Eric Church, where it had its own cover, mm-hmm. where it's still a sister album, like Folklore Evermore, where it has its own cover, it has its own moment. Um, but it's still like... In cahoots with it. You know, I can see how they're sisters, but like, I just wish they were a little bit, maybe not conjoined t- twins is what I'm, yeah. what I'm getting at. Um, well, I gave, I gave a 10 out of 10 on both the original Flower Shops album and the Two Dozen Roses. I think they're both just really cool. And Wait, and, are you giving your album review or? That's the album cover. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, so... I don't mean to go into both of them, but I mean, I've been listening to the Flower Shops album for over a year, and then you throw in a few more songs. It, it is very much split for me. Um, I personally, I like just the, I mean, really, I think both album covers are really, really good, but I think... Wait, they do have different album covers? The original Flower Shops, yes, had a different <gasps> album cover. Oh! And they were separate on Apple Music and Spotify and everything, and they just recently conjoined the two of them. To make it this full album. Oh, I see. So what was the what was the original one? I can't picture all I can think of is this. Basically he's wearing just an old tank top and he comes walking out with this convertible That's and he's got the right. flowers and some dope. See Okay. Okay, see they're too similar because I thought that was the same picture. I was yeah. Yeah, which I mean once again if they're sister out. But see Ooh. personally I like the original flower shops a I little do bit too, better. Because he looks like he's just been on a bender. Yeah, that's kind of the <laughs> thing. Like he's got the hat, he's got the glasses, like Buddy's got the old wife beater on. Yeah. Like he's got his tats flared out. Like mm-hmm. I, I just think it's I mean, I like the coat here, but in the second picture, but 
Um, I think the original just kind of with especially with I mean I know this is goofy but like with the sunset a little bit more than the two thousand roses it kind of gives it a more darker purple bluish hue mm, on it and I yeah. think that encompasses the actual flower shops portion yeah but yeah anyway I'd agree with that well um I also say I I think but either one you're talking about now I, I'll now that I know there is two I'll say ten out of ten on both of them but um but. Maybe it's just because I just watched Kelsey Ballerini's short film and I've been thinking about short films. But I feel like if there was an album that deserved a short film that would be able to make this album would be awesome. Especially looking at the album cover. I'm like, I can just see it. Like, Tennessee Queen, I can see it. I can see the video. They're they're like building this house together. And like, I don't know. I just think it it doesn't have to be, not everything has to have a short film. I don't think But I mean, I I think... I think it would fit. Since it's so popular right now to make a short film, I yeah. feel like this one, um, it'd be really cool. Just I would, have Ernest put his wife in there, let her do a little acting. They could have him a good time. It'd I be mean, so cool. I, I would awesome. love it. I, I'd watch it. But um, but yeah, I, I like both of them. Um, pretty much the album themes overall that I really recognized was love, obviously. Um, alcohol and just kind of dealing with alcoholism, pretty similar to Hardy's as well loss just like the loss of someone that you're in love with and just kind of the heartbreak that comes with that and i really just thought kind of life in general was a big thing about it because um like i said i mean it kind of encompasses all that obviously but with buying a house for the woman that you love and wanting to start up and wanting to settle down but then having that struggle between it and it's like um and feet want to run and um what have I got to lose? I feel like, you know, they they both kind of have that same theme of just being stuck in the middle. And, like, mm, and, yeah. I, and I just think that just kind of overall the album has a really good theme of life to where sometimes it just doesn't always make sense. Like, life in general, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can see the character throughout the album kind of dealing with these dualities that he has and just fighting with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just a pretty cool theme. Yeah, he mentioned several times his demons. Well, um, yeah, just some recurring um, themes is the wrong word. What's the literary term for just repeated? Um, Repetition. I don't, know. I don't know. I can't think of the term. I was a history major, not an English major. So. <laughs> I just just things that he repeats is uh, smoking guns, tears in her blue eyes, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautiful line. By Tennessee, the way. yeah, tears in his in her blue are so pretty. Um, Tennessee, hundred proof, neon, and he talks about street lights and stoplights a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I really again, that's all the more reason why I could just see this as a short film because I can see the little town, I can see the little flower shop, I can see the street lights, I can see, I can just see it all in my mind. It'd be so cool. So. Yeah. How do you about how do you feel about the cohesiveness of the album as a whole? I think it's very cohesive. Even with the second portion, I think that it definitely has a different sound. In this fire, definitely, you're like, whoa, we've just changed. But I still think it stays cohesive. I think it's still, I mean, I, I don't, I think there are little moments where we get a little off, you know, like miss that girl. And I, I agree with you, heartache and her hundred proof, but I otherwise I think that it stays it stays on book really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I, I would say kind of overall yes, um, 
but I think once again, I completely agree with you. I think it would have been much better to have. I wish the Two Dozen Roses portion would have been released as its own because I feel like that would change my opinion a little bit more because just like I said before, I mean, I've listened to just the Flower Shops album for over a year. Know every single word, know every single song from the very first note. I can tell you what song it is, all that. Mm -hmm. And I think from beginning to end, that album itself, it's so tight. It's so so cohesive. I think um, just everything about it from the album to the song to the production, it just... You can hear one song off of it, and you can immediately tell that's off of Flower Shops. Mm -hmm. It just has that general sonic theme throughout it. And then the second half, I feel like, is just just a little bit different. And not that it's bad. I think it's still very good. I think there's some very, very, very good songs on there. But I do feel like that's kind of where it starts to lose the cohesiveness for me. Because I think This Fire is a phenomenal song. I think it's an awesome song. But I think... Just like you said, you can tell that something just different just kind of happened when it comes to the album itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, you know, still in the second half, there's still a ton of still, a ton of instrument-based sound. There's still not any pop sound, which mm-hmm. I think is just really cool about the album as a whole. It's really but, interesting because he, like I said, he has his foot in pop country. Yeah, he, but, I mean, he has made stacks off of pop country because he knows how to write songs like that. And right. I've, I've also heard him say... He'll write a song and be like, well, this one isn't for me. This isn't what I'm going to record. Mm, yeah. But I know this is going to be a hit. Yeah. And he'll send it off somewhere. And so, mm. I mean, I think, you know, that just kind of goes to show how good a writer he is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think just whenever you combine the two, I think as a whole it has a very interesting just writing style. Um, I feel like a lot of the songs could have just a quote-unquote, like, general country style. Um just, you know, about, about, about a guy and a girl in love and everything like that. But one thing I thought was pretty interesting was that Ernest said that the songs have either been um, our stuff that he's either been through and dealt with over the last couple of years or kind of seen other people go through and everything. But I think that he writes it in a way to where it is almost general. I guess that's really about the best word for it. Like, you listen to his like Brian, Taylor Swift, the artists we talk about a lot. Um... You can tell that's them belting these songs out from their hearts. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in their Ernest, current situation. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of these songs, he writes it in a way to where maybe the whole song isn't about him, but he can throw in a little 20% about what he knows. And mm-hmm. the other 80% might be a little story that he's just kind of getting going in his head kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but either way, I mean, I, I think his writing is incredible. Like I said, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. Um. And then even him talking about stuff that he's kind of been through and dealt with, I thought that anything but sober, that was the one that I was full on like, yeah, absolutely. Because I know by the end of 2021, he was going to stop drinking. He was on a dry spell there for a little while. Ernest is already a massive pothead, so he probably just just lit him on up and 420 blazed it just even more. I mean, that, just, yeah. just, you know, got that weed cooking a little bit more than, than he had before. So I just thought that was pretty funny. Um just kind of hearing that song because it is kind of a comical song. And that's kind of another thing about it when it comes to the cohesiveness. I think the original Flower Shops didn't have funny songs. Mm, I mean, it really was just more true, of, a, yeah. of a good, strong, serious, like I said, you got the heartbreak, you got the love, you got the life. But then I felt like the second half, it just kind of came out of a little bit of nowhere with the gospel, with the funniness, um, some of the more comedic aspects of it. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, all in all, like I said, I hate to split it between the two, but I think the first half, very cohesive. The second half, it starts to slide off a little bit, but I think overall as a project, it is still pretty cohesive, especially like when it comes down to the story. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to give us a little opportunity to give some honorable mentions, just songs that we didn't mention that we want to make sure we mention. So one that I just think is really good is Classic. I love that song. And I think I think it, it's so funny because I kept saying, this just feels like a classic album to me. It feels like Flower Shops, the song is classic, but the whole album really I think is very classic. So I think it's funny that there's a song called Classic because yeah. he embodies that. But um, I... <laughs> When, we, when when I sat down and listened to it, and like I said, I had to have the lyrics in front of me. Because this entire time, this entire, what is it, year and a half? Mm-hmm. This entire year and a half that we've been listening to this. You play this in the car all the time. I've been hearing this song for a long time. I thought it was, I was classic. Girl, I'm sure that I was classic. And I thought it was like a breakup song. Like he's saying, like I didn't really listen to all the words. So I just, I just thought that like he was saying. I, this love's classic. And I know, I know our love's classic. <laughs> I just, this whole time I've been thinking that he was saying like, I know I was a classic, like classic, like jerk, like mm-hmm. a classic yeah. heartbreaker, you know, but I, think I was I love so the song wrong. Thing. I think it's a super, super sweet song. It's basically just the character wanting to slow life down a little bit and just appreciate kind of the unique kind of love they have. Um, they're pretty much two old souls, and he wants to dance in the kitchen to old records, and he compares their love to an old 64 baby blue Mustang. So I think just the um, imagery in the song is very good with little things like that. But I also think this song is really where you see the rap side just come through really, really well. Like he says in the song, Got that vinyl kind of Hall of Fame flame in a frame they're going to talk about when we're gone. That's a rap line right there. That is fire. That is so freaking good. That flows so well. And it's such a cool lyric, too. Like, I I love it. I think that's just such a cool way to describe the love that you have with somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love love that song. That's certainly one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. One of the honorable mentions I had was Did It With You. It, it's um, it's one of those kind of sleeper for, sleepers for me. Like it's not one that I immediately think of whenever I think about the album, but it's a song that I absolutely love. I think it's just a very cool, fast-paced song. Uh, song just kind of talking about the memories and really the reason why I put that down is um, like I said, for one, I love it. I enjoy singing it, but I think just the writing of it's really interesting because I think just when it goes back to just that good, true heartbreak kind of a sound that he's reminiscing on all these things that they did together. And I think the fast pace kind of gives gives the song um, just kind of the flavor of someone just sitting there and just, like, you know, whenever you're just thinking on memories, you're thinking through them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that just really goes along well with the lyrics, reminiscing on all the times they shared together, ultimately just saying that all the things that he's ever done that mattered, he did them with her. So, I mean, mm-hmm. really, to quote it, all the things I've ever done that mattered, girl, I did it with you. Well, similarly, he says, um, I've got nothing to lose. 
mm-hmm. at this point. So if if she's gone, then I've got nothing to. Am I thinking of the right song? That's nothing to lose. Oh, what have I got to lose? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, it's kind of a similar idea. Another one I wanted to make sure I mention. I I really like this song, "Sucker for Small Towns." Um, particularly I like in the middle of two lane town, Tennessee. I think that's really good writing. Yeah. And then full, full, for a full moon. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I like that a lot. Like I said that, I mean, whenever I first was going to listen to this album and I was like, wow, sucker for small towns. That's kind of what I'm trying to get away from. Just kind of the, the basic modern, you know, like I said, as soon as that song starts, I think the intro is so good the way it builds up. Ernest's voice just comes on really good and smooth. I think the steel of the production it is so good. And even though it kind of just deals with like the traditional story of driving around town with a small town girl, I think it's just written in such a just a way that it feels kind of new. It feels clean. And it's just a very fun song, honestly. Yeah. Songs we used to sing I like a lot. Um, I like I particularly appreciate the Willie Nelson reference. Yeah. The blue eyes crying in the rain. Um, I I really like the song "Unhang the Moon." I, like I said, if the album would have ended on that, I would have just. I think it would have gained some bonus points for me, but mm-hmm. um, I just think it's it's so okay. So so if you're looking at the album as a story, so first half, he gets this girl, the the Tennessee Queen, and they're together, and then flower shops happen. They he basically can't. He, he's just too wild for her, basically. And then in second half, he meets the Wild Wild West girl. And then she's a little too wild for him. Like, she's she is basically leaving him. And I think that it's so funny because basically in Unhang the Moon, he's saying that he wants to make her feel the way he's feeling. But... The truth is, he made the first girl feel mm-hmm. the way he's feeling. So, he's just getting a taste of his own medicine. Uh, that's all I'm hearing is it's a person who's, it's come full circle. Yeah. You, you're you getting hurt the way you hurt someone. And so, I, I really like that concept as the album. And I feel like that is purposeful. I think that he meant to do that. And like I said, if it would have ended with Unhang the Moon, what a statement. Like, it would have just, like... Yeah, I think that song is incredible, and I think it's pretty interesting because the song Two Dozen Roses" by Shenandoah. Um, if I really could have hung the moon, yeah. could I have changed your mind? Oh, wait, isn't and that so funny? I think that's really cool that Ernest definitely took inspiration from there. And then so, also, yeah. one other one that I just want to give a little honorable mention to is "Some Other Bar." I think that song is very, very unique with the writing, with the sound, all that good stuff. Um, basically, he and the girl. From the first half, they run into each other at a bar, and pretty much he's, he's going to wish on the stars that he'll, he'll run into her again at some other bar. So he's going to these different bars. He orders the kind of drink that she loves at Casamigos. He's going to sit it next to him. He's going to sit his jacket over the seat next beside him to kind of save her a seat just in case she walks through those doors. So I just think it's a really cool one. You know, he's, mm. Every Friday night, he's kind of looking. He's waiting. He's hoping another hole in the wall bar maybe that song was from her perspective you don't think so i don't know oh some other i know i was thinking of i'm sorry some of these song titles are similar like 
like nothing to lose and what have I, what got, have to I got to lose yeah. and then done at a bar and some other bar so i'm getting them confused yeah so overall what would you rate the album i gave it you might you might be mad at me i gave it a six out of ten that's horrendous that is terrible i'm <laughs> i am mad at you about that there's zero reason for that I'm gonna be sleeping on the couch tonight. I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I, it's like, like I said, I have all the respect in the world for it, but like I gave Hardy, I gave the Mockingbird and the Crow a seven out of ten, and I have sat down and listened to that album myself and like actually enjoyed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I, maybe I rate too harshly, but this out, it's like. Like I said, certain songs I like a lot, but just and obviously like as an album. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say obviously, you know, these first two artists of the two albums that we reviewed, I've been bigger fans of. We'll have some more obviously as the years come or as the year goes on. Like we're talking about reviewing some that neither one of us really listen to. Yeah, like Chase Rice. We don't, um, we both don't really. We've talked about. I mean, obviously, as some comes out that Anna's a bit more of a fan of, we'll do. But um, as you may have already guessed by now, I split the album in half. Because mm-hmm. that's just the way I'm used to it. So the first part, actual flower shops part, I give that a 10 out of 10. Okay, if you're doing that, splitting it, I give it 8 out of 10 for the first part. Okay. 6 out of 10 for the whole thing. Okay. Well, so for the first part, yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10. I think that is hands down my top five most favorite albums of all time, period. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think, just like I said, throughout the whole thing. Sonically, lyrically, um just a little wordplay on it his writing i love his voice i think it's just so smooth just the kind of general theme of it with the original album cover everything like that it is just a good tight neatly wrapped box it is so to say and i think it is just a perfect album in my opinion um part two however i give that an 8.5 out of 10 i don't like i said i don't think it's bad but i just think there are some songs that just don't really belong in there i feel like it kind of just reshuffles the cohesiveness of the album and yeah if you were to release them two separate like eric church with heart and soul and that being a triple album or folklore of a more um you know just different things like that or um jason aldean's making georgia um i feel like i probably have a little bit of a different opinion mm-hmm. but i think that now that you can't even just find just flat out regular at flower shops on apple music yeah. it's just the whole the whole album um, I don't know, like I said, I just feel like it kind of takes a step back from the cohesiveness, and it's like you just kind of open that tightly wrapped box, put a few more in there, try to close it up again, it's a little too big to fit in the box. Really. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so I'd together, now the math does not add up to give it a 10 out of 10 <laughs> and then an 8.5 out of 10, but together, as a whole, I give it a 9.3. Hmm. So. Wow, decimals. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get into decimals. We're digging into it. Um... Well, I, I, you might have said that we were doing it that way, and I, I'm sorry. No, I just kind of, just kind were, of rolling with you it. Were you were rolling. Know? Okay. Well, I, if we're doing it that way, like I said, I think I'd give Flower Shops 8 out of 10. Because most of the song, like I said, I love Tennessee Queen. I love classic. What else? I love Flower Shops, of course. I like Sucker. Like, pretty much every single song on the first half, I like. I don't think they're, um, there's one, what's the one comfortable when i'm crazy i don't really like that song i felt like that was it so you know how okay i wanted to mention this you know how morgan wallen he just always has this slight douchey 
yeah <laughs> air or like this undertone you know that song has that it's just the baseball player it is and, you know it is and, and Ernest and well, Morgan Wallen they <laughs> oh they both are well, and Hardy's a baseball player too so there you go <laughs> well yeah the line girl look what you made me do to me that just that just annoys me that makes me so mad because she did not make him do that. Once again, He's making his own decisions. That's the purpose of the song, though. That's the thing. You're taking it too much from a from a literal perspective whenever he is writing it from that perspective of that's kind of the point of it is that well, he's in the wrong, that he's messed up. And he's saying, I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy. That he's, but there he's blaming her. But he's fighting the Girl, demons inside. Girl, look what inside. you made me do to me. It still bugs me. Whatever. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion, but I, I'm just saying, I think he sounds like a douche on that song. But my point is, the first half of the album, other than that song, I really like. So, so yeah, eight out of ten for the first half, and then second half I would give a six out of ten. So maybe the whole whole album I might give a seven out of ten, right in the middle. That's better. I won't be quite as mad at you, but okay. yeah, like I said, um. Definitely a massive Ernest fan, so there's some bias. But once again, I wasn't until this album, so this album is what made me such a strong fan. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, hope you appreciated our little banter back and forth on <laughs> just the differing opinions, and you're going to get that a lot, especially whenever it gets time for I mean, a new Taylor Swift release or anything like that. It's going to be. We're listening to a married couple. We're not, we're not two like talk show hosts. Like we. <laughs> Whenever Our, Taylor Swift come, album comes out, it's going to be the exact same way. I'm going to be feeling one way, and it's going to be feeling different. It I mean, will. It, well, that will be extremely biased. By the way, neither just so that you know, neither one of us has ever slept on a couch. We follow the, no, good, the, good, the good old person advice that we got, never go to bed angry. So we literally never go to bed angry. We really don't. We, yeah. We've never. But I did, I did have a dream not too long ago that we, it was like, you know those like really out of it dreams you have where... It's like you just woke up in the dream, like a double dream, you know, where you dream and then you wake up in the dream. So it's Inception. Yeah. It was one of those. And we woke up and for some reason we were just like sitting in the corner of the room and you were like, well, I think I'm going to go get my own place now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, why? And my mom was in the next room and I was like. Hey, why? What's what did I do? What's wrong? And we're like, I'm just fed up with this. And the room was really messy. We're like, I'm fed up with this. I'm done. I'm gonna go get my own place. I can keep it clean. I was like, okay. For the record, that that would never happen. That's never happened. But anyway, I think that's that's why we've been joking about sleeping on the couch lately because I just recently dreamed of that. Anywho, um, I guess that's all we've got to say about two dozen roses. Well, thank y'all for listening and. like I said, we'll get the Carter family out, um, episode out here pretty soon. Um, we got kind of other stuff going on here lately, but it, it, it'll be out by the end of the week for sure, no matter what. And then, kind of like Anna said, we may listen to Chase Rice's album and review it, because I've never been a huge Chase Rice fan, and I hasn't either. So just a completely new, unbiased, fresh yeah, might be kind of opinion fun to... on something, just to kind of give it a shot and see. Yeah. So... I think it'll be good and interesting, but um, anyway, Mm -hmm. thank you guys for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you here soon. All right. Bye, guys.
Thank you for listening to Three Chords and the Truth. Leave us a positive review wherever you listen today and be sure to subscribe to catch our new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on Instagram at Three Chords the Truth. Till next week.